In the know for September the 3rd of 2020. It's Uncle Sam Gormley guiding you through another edition of the show. You might be joining us on K105 on Litchfield's Country Station 1039 The Moose via the WMTL app. Watching with us on K105 Digital Productions, watching back SoundCloud podcasts, all of the different ways that we have for you to join in on today's show. Coming up, we will have another guest co-host. We'll update you on the latest COVID-19 numbers. We will continue our conversations with candidates running for office. And we've got uh, some good celebrity news and then also uh, some some tragic story coming out of the baseball world. And with me being a baseball fan, I know that that's not necessarily Misty and and our guest co-host are are maybe as much into me as there, but I got to talk about it when when an absolute legend in the game of baseball passes away yesterday. Uh, So we will jump into that. But first, we'll bring in our first co-host for today. Misty Thomas joins us. Misty, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Almost Friday. Little Friday here. Uh-huh. It, it, it can't come soon enough. And it's such a semi-long weekend. I mean, I, I've got plenty of things to do on Monday here, but... Mm-hmm. It so still feels nice. like you get some time up. Like, it feels yeah. like it's something to... Like, it's like you can wear shorts to work day when you have yes, to work on yes, a holiday. exactly. It's kind of like one of those work days. Do you know anyone that suffers from xenosilicophobia? Um, two, actually. Two? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what that is? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> it, it is the fear of an empty glass. So it is something that when you're drinking of your glass yeah. running out, yes. do you suffer from this or does well, anyone do me it? Me and my alternate personality suffer. You know? Those are the two. I tr- look, like I have one for each of my personalities today. Yep. So I, you I don't... can't decide, am I Coke or you know my Diet Coke or my coffee? Like I'm always heavy drinking. Um, so... Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's there's not much more disappointing than when your drink runs out. Like if you're, if Do you, you hear that? Like that... I'm almost. If I get up and leave the studio, it's because my drink ran out, yes. and it's at the fear manifesting. So that is xenosilicophobia. I. It yep. was a new one there, so you do semi-suffer from this. I didn't know, but I do now. Oh, Thanks well, for the diagnosis. That, that's what I'm here for. I feel like I have a little bit of a fever now, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> I should leave work. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, necessarily a... Uh, I'm not sure. It might you brought not be, it on uh, yourself, yeah, well, that, that is true. Our second co-host for today from the Grayson County Extension Office, Natalie Tall. Welcome back, Natalie. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you back. What, you were here Monday? 
Friday. Yes. Mon- was it Monday. Friday? Monday. Monday. Friday was here Friday. We switched. We switched. Oh, I can't. Guys. Right. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't keep up. I Even we, we, I was talking to someone earlier, and it was saying, uh, you know, is it is Friday, Thursday, is Wednesday? It, what what is day today? is it? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know, Natalie, you were saying before we came on air that this is your first full full week back at work. Yeah. It, it's just, it doesn't feel right. It does not feel right. I've gotten a little spoiled to the whole, like, Working three days home, home <laughs> two days in the office, or vice versa. Yeah. See, they and didn't let us do that because they knew we'd never come back. We're yeah. back. <laughs> that's, that's what, <laughs> they wouldn't that's let what us I work remote. Yeah, no. I, I don't know that I could, though, because I probably wouldn't get out of bed in that Probably is yeah. I would just work from bed. I would yes. just leave my laptop <laughs> yes. on my husband's side of the bed, make him sleep on the couch, roll, over. roll over. I mean, there were Log days. In. Yeah, so work got done though. Natalie, <laughs> have you heard about this guy in a jetpack over LA? Have you heard about this I have story? Not. Have you heard about <laughs> yes. this, Misty? Yes. Okay. So we just passed a guy in a jetpack. Those were the words from an American Airlines pilot approaching LAX on Sunday night. They have prompted an investigation. Another another pilot also reported seeing a man in a jetpack at 3,000 feet. The first pilot said he was just 300 yards to the plane's left. The FBI and the FAA are probing the incident. So here's the crazy thing, okay? <laughs> this I, I, I is don't why, even know what to say. This is why it's, I think it's, it's a superhero and it's not a real man because <laughs> I was listening to Rick and Bubba talk about this yesterday morning, and then it was brought out that jetpacks – can't go that high because you don't have enough fuel to go that high and stay that high. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so that it was some other kind of technology. It couldn't have been, you know, the typical jetpack that we know of. And I'm like, no. So, so there a is superhero. a company near right? LA Obviously. does in fact sell a jetpack that can get 15,000 feet high and fly for 10 minutes, but it does not sell them for recreational use. Okay, so now you got to figure out who they sold them to because well, you've just really ruined my day again. Well, can we back up? I didn't even know that jetpacks were like a real thing. You that thought you it was could, just like yeah. in the movies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. like it's back like to I the future kind know. of thing. Yeah. That it was a like, thing. Yeah, like we I feel like have. I need one now. I heard every morning yeah, I listen. To get one. My Alexa gives me the, as I'm getting ready, gives me like your five things you need to know to start the day. And this was one of the things mentioned. And I meant to talk about it on the show yesterday, but it just it got lost in the in the shuffle and I didn't get a chance to. So we, I had to lead with that because it was. about self-driving cars a lot the autonomous car uh-huh. and that scares me but i think a jetpack would scare me more because i would give it too much Which, gas and end up yeah. like on the moon or something yeah and if, get back if we brought a jetpack into the middle of the front yard right now and gave you the opportunity would you do it no, no? i would hurt myself natalie would you I, mm, probably not i'm probably not, not. A See, I like, i'm not a, a pair of roller skates person, but so I, I, uh, would hurt myself still no i would I, I would love to watch somebody else do it <laughs> and then after as they as did it then maybe Get a camera to the head. You're going to have to tether me to something, right? Like, (laughs) tie a string to my foot and tether tether me to the ground. Now, would you do it if, if, like in skydiving, how you have like a professional strap to your back on your strap? I I wouldn't skydive with a professional strap. I barely get in an airplane and stay there. I would never, never skydive. Heavy rain continues to be an issue this morning, as, yeah, in case you didn't realize, on my way in, it was, I almost had to get the boat out. And take it across here. Heavy rains exit, though, by late morning. Scattered showers and storms are possible for this afternoon. We dry out during the evening hours, but the cold front can drag additional showers throughout the region. As you have a high near 85 today, tonight a low around 68 for your Oaks Day tomorrow. So bizarre. Weird. I, don't, I just don't, don't like that. Uh, high of 80, 10% chance of rain, and a low of 58 
tomorrow night. It's going to be crazy. So, like, um, we're trying to find a campsite. If anyone has one that they're not going to use, I'd like to have it. Let me know. Um, I will purchase the rental from you. But, yeah, I don't plan on camping in my derby getup. <laughs> it's, right? it's weird. It's weird. It so is. tomorrow is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah. No, it just doesn't. It does not feel right. And But we're, we're at that point. So yesterday, Governor Andy Bashir announced 816 new cases of coronavirus were confirmed in Kentucky over the previous 24 hours, marking the second consecutive day new cases have topped 800. That increase this is the state's COVID-19 victim count to nine shy of 50,000. 18 of the new cases were children five years old and younger, 116, 18 and younger. The newest case is a two-month-old. Officials also reported 18 new deaths Wednesday, which I believe is the most in a single day since the pandemic began here in the Commonwealth back in mid-March. The death toll now is at 966. The fatality rate is at 1.9 percent over the last three days. 36 Kentuckians have perished from the virus. So your your counties that had deaths yesterday, Ballard, Bell, Casey, Christian, Fayette, Lincoln, Martin, Oldham, Perry, Todd, and Warren County. Five victims were from Todd County. So the county that yesterday we looked up has 12,000 people, just lost five people yesterday due to COVID-19. Um, the positivity rate did jump as well yesterday from 4.4% to 4.71%. Right now, the patients that are hospitalized are 4,600. About 9.3 of the active cases are currently hospitalized. Yesterday, Governor Bashir also signaled plans to extend the mask mandate. He said despite the high number of cases, he insisted that his requirement that people wear a mask in public is working and indicated the order will be extended again later in the month. He said it's going to be more important than ever that we wear them. And again, this is kind of one of those things that I think Mark even made the point back in in April or, or when, you know, restaurants started getting closed, when it kind of really started. I don't even remember when that happened. It feels like 25 years ago. Middle of March. Yeah. Um, when that all started happening is I think he made the point something along the lines of that we will never really know if what he did worked. Mm-hmm. Because right. there, there's no way to, to go back and say, okay, let's do it again, but this time leave everything open. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so there's no way. There's, and I think Mark mm-hmm. did. Mark was the Mark with the one that made that point. I'm not sure if it was you him or if it was someone else who has short term yes. memory issues. Um, so I'm not entirely sure who made that point. Yeah. Just <laughs> Mark. You speak yes. Up. <laughs> he hasn't been here in a while. But yeah. No, we have. We have discussed. You know, if if we go back and you you change one thing, you change everything. Mark says that a lot. But had we not shut everything down. Would we see all of these cases at the forefront? I feel like now that we're opening things back up, we're just slowly all going to go through the virus just at a slow pace. At a slower pace, which was was kind of the purpose. The purpose, Mm -hmm. so that we didn't overwhelm the hospitals and choices weren't who lived, who died, like Italy was having to make. So um, there's a a thought process called herd immunization, and I think we're going to be forced into that if we don't get an actual vaccine sooner rather than later. I'll have a little bit on that note here just in a few minutes. But Grayson County Schools yesterday announced the district will start providing daily updates of confirmed coronavirus cases within the community. So yesterday they did this for the first time. Mm -hmm. School district reported six students, five high school students have active cases, and one middle school student has recovered. So those are testing positive students-wise, and one middle school staff member tested positive but has also since recovered. So again, right now the only active 
cases in Grayson County Schools are five high school students. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start doing these um, on a daily basis is what they say. I would probably assume probably weekdays. Well, and the big. governor also has this on his website that you yeah. can see at any time. These are the only active cases within the student body. Correct. We have 32 active cases in the county, but Correct. five of those are students. Correct. Yes, yes. Um, so and um, so we'll be able to keep you updated on that as soon as we know more information when it comes to that. Misty, you mentioned vaccine and uh, the CDC released some information about the va- a vaccine yesterday. I'm not sure if you, if you heard about this. They said something along the lines of that they are expecting possibly a draft vaccination plan by October the 1st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Would to coincide with the earliest possible release of COVID-19 vaccine. I wouldn't be first in line. No. Uh, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't be in the first 5%. Yeah. You know, um, I just I'm not af- I'm not afraid of the virus enough. I'm probably more afraid of the, the a new vaccine more right. than the virus. Um, you, now, if I was a little bit older or I had compromising issues or underlying health issues, then I probably would say, hey, you know, I'm going to chance it. But so uh, there's a lot of issues with the virus just monetarily. So, for instance, the U.S. has committed more than 10 billion dollars to develop the vaccine but hasn't allocated money specifically for distributing and administering vaccines. And while states, territories, and 154 large cities and counties receive billions in congressional emergency funding, that money can be used for a variety of purposes, including testing and overtime pay. States are allowed to use some of the federal money that they have already received to prepare for immunizations, but the AP and Kentucky Health News found that many health departments are so overwhelmed with the current cost of the pandemic, such as for testing and contract con tact tracing that they can't reserve money for the vaccine work to come so there's a lot of of questions on just how they're going to do it Um, and then also outdated technology a lot of these health departments have they're just not the flu vaccine is such a thing that they're just used to Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a but, but it's it's You're something this it. is completely brand new, and it says when vaccines are ready, health departments will need more staffers to identify people at a high risk for COVID nineteen on who should get the vaccine first. So we kind of made the mm-hmm. point on it's going to be something that it's going to be. Sorry, Billy, you you're going to have to wait two weeks because Jimmy needs it first. Yeah, well, so. they'll choose the elderly and those with underlying right. health issues. But you know, when you're forced to build an airplane in the sky, you don't realize you needed to to place a landing gear on the plane until you go to land exactly. so this is we're all getting through the phases of a pandemic and where the money needs to be allocated and and it's just this is the frustration of 2020 and there's not enough money for us to keep doing it the way we're doing it right now so something's going to have to give soon kentucky democrats seized on a social media attack on teachers by the kentucky republican party that they say unmasks persistent GOP hostility towards educators. The Kentucky Republican Party posted the social media attack Tuesday accusing teachers' unions of promoting, quote, anti-American greatness in classrooms by wanting to keep schools closed because of the coronavirus. The Twitter post was soon deleted, but the state Democratic Party preserved it and said the tweet signaled that GOP attitudes towards public school teachers are more than just a, quote, Bevan problem. The state Republican Party posted the tweet Tuesday at a time when many Kentuckians are requesting absentee ballots for the November election because of the risks associated with public gatherings. The tweet blasted, quote, radical teachers unions who promote anti-American greatness in our classrooms and want to keep our schools shut. The tweet said the unions have Democrat Senate candidate Amy McGrath and the National Democratic ticket of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in their back 
pocket. The Republican tweet added that students must return to the classroom safely. It showed pictures of Biden, Harris, and McGrath and said they, quote, cower behind the teachers' union. Okay, so here's my, my issue with this tweet, is when you say, when you lay that on the blame of the Republican Party, the person in charge of, the, of that Twitter account does not speak for the Republican Party. And I would say that's probably mm-hmm. why it was deleted. So really what you've got is one person's opinion or maybe a couple people's opinion posting on a page or an account that is claiming to be the views of one party. And I think that's where it becomes unfair. And I think these political parties need to stop setting up these accounts mm-hmm. and putting someone in charge because you don't actually have a body that comes together and says we're voting on every post you post. Right. So for me – this is no different than just some particular extremist going rogue and attempting to take the voice of a party that people in that party went, I knew nothing about that, nor do I back that, nor do I. I I'm part of the Republican Party, and I am not a fan of that. So I think those things need to be thrown out and shut down. You cannot give voice to something and call it the voice of a party when there's nobody but one or two people actually using that account. So I think they become invalid and null and void. Uh, Either either side of it. I don't think the Democratic Party, I don't think the Libertarian Party, the Independent Party. Nobody should have those accounts and and have that much power for one party as a voice. Governor Bashir yesterday announced nearly $3 million in grant funding to help four economic opportunity projects in eastern Kentucky become a reality. So the Breathitt County Fiscal Court is going to uh, create jobs using a campground so to try and grow outdoor tourism in that county. Hazard Troublesome Creek Environmental Authority is using a drone port water and sewer collection project, which is going to serve both Perry and Knott counties. I know you hear a lot about those eastern Kentucky counties who are really struggling with water. Martin County, I Mm -hmm. think, is the one in in far eastern Kentucky Mm -hmm. that has the most issues with it. Wayne County Fiscal Court is going to develop an industrial park there and... Uh, Hyman in Knott County is going to ensure sustainable uh, stuff for substance and opioid addictions. So they're going to build things out there. I know that there's a few things around there. Um, Douglas Nasalrod, or Nasal Road, he is a guitar maker at the Appalachian Artisan Center, says that their grant will help their ongoing program to help those in recovery from addiction. You get a lot of these places in eastern Kentucky. It's mm-hmm. really cool programs um, that – it helped. It's almost like they teach these, teach recovering addicts how to make guitars. They do. Um, and yeah. It's it's it's, it's a, really interesting it's, work yeah. to, and, and to look at. It's very similar to what we did at Saving Hope, but we didn't work mm-hmm. with addicts. We worked with people in poverty, helped them rebuild their life. You've got to do more for addicts than just help them withdraw from the mm-hmm. substance and say don't do that anymore or go through the psychological therapy steps it has to be an entire lifestyle and that's yeah. what they're doing very well there. recovery capital is, yes. that's yes. what mm-hmm. that's what they mm-hmm. they call it on our on our end yes yes it's 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 a great program and i'd love to see that in every county if it would be possible something that we could figure out a way mm-hmm. to do something along but the lines you've got to have that. people in your county who want it here exactly there are people in our county who have not wanted recovery systems here because they're afraid that it will bring addicts to our county mm-hmm. the problem is the addicts are in our county right so there's a mind Set in a system that says, yeah, it's good over there, but not in my backyard. I was heartbroken yesterday to learn of the passing of Tom Seaver, who is one of baseball's all-time great pitchers. He pitched for the Reds. Um, he died from complications of dementia and COVID-19. He was 75 years oh, old. I hate to hear he died of COVID. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was dementia, and he three-time NL Cy Young winner. He threw a no-hitter with the Reds. He was the first – he was a five-time 20-game winner. 
His career, 311 and 205 record with a 286 ERA, 3,600 strikeouts, 61 shutouts. Uh, just, I mean, absolutely one of the best players of all time. He had, when he was elected into the Hall of Fame in 1992, he appeared on 425 and four, of 430 of the ballots of the first time. And it was a then record 98.84%, which was surpassed by Ken Griffey Jr. and Mariano Rivera. Did we so, talk about the underlying causes when you were here Monday and dementia caught us off guard? Dementia being one of yes, the underlying that, that causes. that was something that we talked about earlier yeah. in the week. But, yeah, but, um, and then to have a patient with dementia die of COVID-19 two days right. later. Yes. Uh, so sad. Yes, really, yes, but absolutely. it's so perplexing that dementia would be, it's, COVID would cause. Right. I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's heartbreaking no. to hear regardless. When we come back, we've got to get to a break. We will continue our conversation with some of our local political candidates. Jacob Clark, candidate for state representative, will join us next here on In the Know. Today is National Flag Day in Australia. It is Skyscraper Day. Okay. It is Welsh Rarebit Day. What? Which is a dish, melted cheese on bread, flour, cheddar, dry mustard, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, you're close, you're close. Yeah, good enough. Uh, And Tabasco sauce. And it is U.S. Bowling League Day. Congratulations to Jason Decker. He was the winner of Where's Quacky for yesterday. He got the Quacky visited the the brand new mural Mm -hmm. right there on the Grayson County Square. So congratulations to Jason. He was able to guess that one correctly. He was looking at the cars there. Mm -hmm. And let's see where Quacky is going today. Only the second to last day of Quacky. When you see this picture, be sure you go to the K105 Facebook page and you will be able to see that picture and comment where you think he is. So there it is, Misty. You think you know? I do. It's tough. A little bit. No, actually, uh, I no, know no, exactly where that is. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so that is where Quacky is today. Go in there. Be sure you buy yourself some ducks as well. We're going to continue our conversation with local candidates running for office. As Jacob Clark, a candidate for the 18th District House of Representative Seats Libertarian, joins us now. Jacob, appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you were here... What, uh, three weeks weeks ago, ago, something along the lines of that. It was bacon day. Bacon day. Okay. (laughs) It was a good day because it was was bacon day. It was a good day. Every day's bacon day for me, but whatever. I mean, it's a great way to remember it. But for those that might not have been listening that day, can you just give yourself like a 30-second little background on who you are, where you came from, some, you know, just the basics? Sure. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm an American uh, when I think of politics, uh, I would like to return to just basic constitutional freedom. Uh, you know, you look at a lot of the things the founders stood for, uh, you know, the rights of the individual and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in the Second Amendment. Uh, I'm probably more pro-Second Amendment than uh, anybody in, in office in Kentucky right now. But, um, <clears throat> we, you know, as a libertarian, and we believe you can be as liberal as you want to be or you can be as conservative as you want to be as long as you don't try to force others to be what what uh, you think a, a person should be. So, When you pro- decided to run for election, I know you yeah. you and Mark had talked about this back, that uh, you okay. officially decided to run in January. Well, you made the 
filed the paperwork in January. January 7th. At that point, you had no idea that COVID-19 was going to be right. a thing. How challenging has it been to run a campaign during a pandemic? So this is my first campaign ever, and it, it's been wild. I know some people who are like veterans and campaigning, and, and I ask them, you know, what, what should we do? And they have no clue. You know, we thought this year was going to be all about the Second Amendment, we got geared up to be all about the Second Amendment. Ends up being about, you know, uh, the First Amendment uh, rights to assemble and things like that, and and freedom uh, to practice your religion as you see fit. And end up being about uh, it's getting to like a, a Fourth Amendment privacy invasion type of thing with some of the uh, some of the things that are being talked about. So. You are a libertarian, and yep. I know that you last time talked a little bit more about what that is. And mm-hmm. a, a libertarian has not won an election, state or nation, in the United States since the year 2000. Right now in Kentucky, only five are, are libertarians are at any level, county, state, any level, holding any position, even counting PVA and something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Those are magistrates in Boyd, Jefferson, Graves, Mason County. So right now, only one member in state or national is a libertarian, and that right. is from Justin Amash, Justin Amash yeah, from Michigan. Michigan, and he right. just recently switched from the Republican to the Libertarian, what, about a year ago? Right. Yeah, something along the lines like of that. that yeah. So, I mean, what makes you think that you can be the candidate to snap this streak since the year 2000 to win a statewide election when it comes to this, or to represent the state when it comes to this? Well, uh, I don't really focus on party. I focus on the person and the issues. So there, there are some. Pro- there are probably some libertarians out there that I wouldn't vote for, you know, just depending on how they pitch themselves and their ideas and things. Um, so you know, I, I, we were we were talking earlier, and I, I would like to see parties done away with totally, but we're not there yet. Uh, I, you know, in my mind, the libertarians of today stand for a lot of the things that the Republicans used to stand for, but have kind of uh, gotten away from fiscal responsibility. Uh, you know, um, and and being staunchly pro-Constitution, you know, things like that. So um, as far as, like, chances to win and everything, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, if you want more taxes and uh, you want to bail out Louisville corporations, uh, then you can vote for my opponent. And then if you want freedom and, uh, and uh, less taxes, then you can vote for me, you know. So what I want to do here is I want to yeah. – I've created a list of just okay. some of the, the main – I don't want to say just the main issues because there's – I mean we could talk sure. – we could talk for the next three weeks about issues going on in Kentucky. But I've just created a list here. I think it's about 10, 12, something along the lines of that. Okay. So we'll spend you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds on each one and just kind of go along there. You can spend a little bit more time on a couple if you want to. Okay. But first on – I would say I'm from northern Kentucky originally, so I'm from Boone right. County. Okay. And so when I moved from here – to WKU when I went to college and then came here, the one common thread that I see is that the drug problem that is in Kentucky. Sure. In northern Kentucky, it's heroin. Here it is mm-hmm. meth uh, for the most part. What would you do as a state representative to try and help combat the drug problems that are in the state of Kentucky? Okay. Well, um, as an individual, I, I'm a minister, and I've been doing a uh, jail ministry for about three years now, working mostly with addicts. And, uh, you know, I see, I see what's going on with them and everything. And, and being in a cage really doesn't help them. I think, I think she was talking some about that earlier. Being in the cage doesn't really help, help the people on the inside. It, it's a temporary help for the people on the outside, but not so much for the people on the inside. So, you know, to try to keep everything, uh, short, 
uh, you know, to, to help addicts. We need more programs that focus on, you know, not so much punishing this person and caging them, but helping them get access to these people. There are people like me they are dying to volunteer and speak to these people and try to be a help to these people, but we only get like a one-hour block every week or whatever, you know, and so we, we need more access to these people. You know, that would be one thing I would try to do is try to open things up to give give these people more access to the volunteers. Yesterday I was diving into some of the bills that are already being put forth for the 2021 General sure. Assembly so that if you were elected, you would be considering House Bill 56, right. legalization okay. of medical marijuana. Are oh. you for this or no? Oh, I'm definitely for the legalization of medical marijuana. Kentucky has got to have it. We need it. We've got a baby in Grayson County, baby Colby, that has seizures every day. And this has been proven to help other children with her situation. Are you for the full legalization of marijuana? I am, actually, yeah. Okay. It's it's useful as an exit drug for folks who are addicted to things like heroin and things like that. Sports wagering has been a big thing. I know the governor, when he ran for that, that mm-hmm. was one of the things that he vouched for a lot. Are you for sports wagering in the state of Kentucky? Personally, I, I don't believe in gambling. You know, as a Christian, I don't believe in that. But I don't also don't believe that uh, government should regulate anything between consenting adults. So if, if that's what people want to do, then it should be legal and they should be able to lose their money. <laughs> so would you throw that into casino gambling as well as a whole to yeah. open up casinos in Kentucky? You would connect those two if in the same? If it's consenting, yes. I mean, that's... One of the things, one of the first executive orders that the governor did when he became officially the governor back in December was he restored voting rights for nonviolent felons. Mm-hmm. Are you for this or against this? Yeah, um, I think once somebody has paid their debt to society, then yes, they should should be able to vote again. And, and, and you're talking about people who who went to jail on something like totally, like well, like you say, nonviolent. It was a personal choice they made. Maybe it's not even illegal in another state. So yes, I'm definitely for that. We have just a few more minutes, so I'm going to okay. hit a couple more of these. Uh, when the governor, one of the other things that he was big on was a $2,000 raise for teachers across the Commonwealth. He was going to put that forth to the General Assembly, but then the pandemic set, and it kind of threw a wrench into the budget and everything along the lines of that. If that came up in 2021, would you vote for it? A $2,000 raise for uh, teachers. teachers was one of the things that he, one of his platform things that he ran on. Yeah, I would have. I mean, we would have to really look at all the details and everything. What I'm for is school choice, and so the taxpayers pay about seventeen thousand dollars per student per year uh, to educate these children. I think the teachers are way underpaid when you consider that, and I would like to see some, uh, you know different forms of teaching come about where if a if a teacher wanted to have ten students in their home and and teaching them like that, then, you know, they, they could be collecting that money there. That would be a whole lot better than $2,000. Last time you were here, you made a point talking about the state of emergencies and executive orders that the mm-hmm. governor has done. So he set up the state of emergency early March, something along the lines right. of that. And at that time, when a state of emergency is initiated, it, it in a way, how the Constitution works is it allows the governor to have more power. Um there are multiple bills when I was going through the bills going on on limiting state of emergencies to only 30 days, and then the mm-hmm. legislature has to get involved. How would you work on that? On Do you think that the state of emergency power is good how it is now, or how do you think it should be fixed? Well, it definitely needs to be limited. We need a recall process. Uh, we had a 
sheriff in Breck County that needed to be recalled. Some people think the mayor in Louisville needs to be recalled. So we definitely need a recall process. Um, you know, but also there, there's other things that have gone on that uh, he definitely failed at, and that uh, one being that uh, I think it's Section 49 of the Kentucky Constitution talks about how that, uh, you know, the General Assembly can incur debt and uh, it limits it to like $500,000 or something. So he, he, he failed to call in the General Assembly to do such things and instead incurred over $800 million federal debt to take care of the unemployment crisis, which is still ongoing and, and has also been a fail. We've pretty much just about run out of time here. Okay. So if you want to take 30 seconds, make your make your pitch to voters in Grayson County and the little section of Hardin County as well. For people that might be going to the ballot poll here in November, what would your message to them be? Okay. Well, uh, basically, my message is that you can run your life better than bureaucrats and government can. Uh, you know, you know, school choice is going to be a big topic that people are worried about this year, and uh, definitely people need to look at the actual numbers. Even teachers, you know, look look at the actual numbers. Don't get offended when people talk about school choice. Um, you know, it, it can be a great thing for for teachers as well. But uh, yeah, we want we want you to have all your freedoms all the time, and uh, run your own life. Jacob, I appreciate you taking the time to join us, and I think we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. So that's uh, Jacob Clark. He's running for state representative as the Libertarian Party. We're going to take a break. We're going to have Gene McLean. He's a handicapper for Churchill Downs. He's going to join us as part of the AT&T Virtual Kentucky Derby Festival. That comes up here and more on In the Note. It's Greg Melba, Community Storyteller, and this is the official Kentucky Derby Festival event, the AT&T Virtual Morning Line. We're just a couple of days away from Derby 146. My guest this morning is Gene McLean, president and publisher of the Press Box. Happy Derby, Gene. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Uh, anytime that we can get a derby in, whether it be May or September, uh, I'm getting brother. So 18 horses in the field for the derby. Tis the law, the overwhelming favorite. So I'm just going to ask, is tis the law that good you know Greg, that's that's the ultimate question and uh we'll get to see um some validate uh, at least part of that answer on saturday obviously uh he's undefeated this year he's uh, he's checked every box he's coming out of a, a grade one race with great prestige the traverse stakes up at saratoga um he ran an hour and a quarter in that race you know i don't know of any time in history where um, a traditional derby that a horse is trapped by going the same distance that the derby is. Most times that's one of the questions that's legitimate. Dad. Can a horse get a mile and a quarter? Well, we know since the law can. He just won the Travers. So, you know, he's done everything that you could ask for. But there, um, uh, I, I think there are questions, Greg, that, that cut holes in the parachute, um, at least for the end of the race. And uh, maybe he answers those uh, affirmatively coming out of the race. So if Tis the Law loses, because, you know, from what I'm hearing everywhere, is Tis the Law is the horse. Right. If Tis the Law loses, who can beat him? Well, you know, I think there's, you know, it, it, that's the thing. <laughs> it makes it so difficult, Greg. If you look at, at, at history, and, and I was a history major, uh, among other things, in college, Tis the Law is the New York race. There's only been one New York red to win the Kentucky Derby in 145 editions today. That was Sunnyside. Tis the Law is trained by Barkley Tag, who was the same trainer of Sunnyside. 
So what are the odds that the same trainer with the same owner can win with a New York bred twice in 146 years? Uh, no horse has won the Derby out of the 17 post position. Tizalaw um, drew the number 17. You know, there's 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 questions here. You know, he ran over Churchill Abstract uh, last November. Uh, it didn't run very well. Now that was a sloppy track. Um, people like to say, well, he had traffic issues. You know, you you got 18 horses in the Derby, Greg. You're going to have traffic issues. So you know, there are reasons to, you know to compel a handicapper like me and others to say we got to look for somebody else. Uh, but the somebody else is the question, and and you ask the question, I haven't answered it yet. But I think authentic, who is on the outside in post position 18, trained by Bob Baffert, that's a thousand words. Another horse trained by Bob Baffert, both of those horses have the ability to win this Kentucky Derby. I think Honor AP, just to the inside of, of um, the law, has the ability to win it as well. So with no fans in the stands, 150,000 screaming people uh, normally, but no fans in the stands this year. Do you think that will help the horses since it'll be quieter, some of those that are a little more skittish? Does that uh, change anything in your mind? Great question. Great question. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I think there are horses that get more worked up uh, with a larger uh, audience or more um, buzz in the crowd or more people pushing and shoving and watching. Um, you know, these are uh, animals that have been brought to ultimate athletic condition. And and so they are at peak performance. And, and so they're kind of jumping out of their skin to get out there on the track and get going anyway. And there, there are definitely some horses that just handle that better than others. You know, I don't know of one in this particular race that does, you know, that's had issues in the past. Uh, although I think it's a learning experience, Greg. Some of it is it's hereditary. Uh, there are pedigrees that just are traditionally a little more uh, hot-blooded. And um, so, uh, you know, Kisler Law has never really seemed to raise a hair with, with the commotion around him. Uh, I think most of them, by this time of the year, are a little more learned and a little more experienced, a little more savvy as they go to the track. Uh, but it's a great question. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, um, I think there's more of the question is having no fans in the stands, does that kind of uh, lose people? Because, you know, they're, they're used to running in front of people. Gene, you didn't help me pick my horse at all. So uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet authentic in a thousand words, and I'm going to box in the executive with Honor AP and New York traffic. I'm going to talk to the law. And hope that I can hit a big ticket. If you can throw out a three to five favorite, which there hasn't been an odds on favorite since Easy Goer, um, then I think the payoffs are going to be huge. Uh, I'm not going to bet a lot of money. Uh, I'm going to bet a lot of money on the Oak, but I, um, I'm not going to bet a lot of money, but, uh, on the Derby, but I am going to go with Authentic, uh, as my top pick, along with Thousand Words, but two bad reports. Good deal. Gene, how can they learn more about you? Go to the, uh, the, the website. It's www.thepressboxlts.com. Uh, we're uh, all horse all the time. And, you know, we're getting quite well chatted a little bit about my uh, prior uh, sports reporting and uh, some of the things we got to cover in my earlier days. And, uh, but it's a lot of fun for me, Greg. I appreciate you asking. Good deal, Gene. Thanks, and enjoy Derby 146. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, that's Gene McLean with the Press Box. Visit thepressboxltscom I'm Greg Milby, and this is the Kentucky Derby Festival's AT&T Virtual Morning Line.
Did you know that in order to legally give someone a tattoo in South Korea, you must have a doctor's license? <laughs> I kind of like it. I in like order it. to legally give someone a tattoo in South Korea, one must obtain a doctor's license. Well, how do they know if the tattoos were legally given? Does the doctor yeah, sign below say, like the tattoo? How many illegal tattoos are in? Right, right. Well, see, all these doctor signatures, you get yeah, like, yeah, 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 you get like yeah. the chicken scratch. Yeah, so do yeah, they have so to do that? Like, hmm. Somebody's signing their artwork. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you're asking more questions than I have answers to. <laughs> I like Natalie Tall because... from the Grayson County Extension Office is joining us as our guest co-host today. I want, I'm a fan of tattoo placement, proper tattoo. Mm-hmm. Some of you all... Uh, all, most of you all, like the, like our friend on Monday or Tuesday. Oh yeah, uh, you were here. That was Monday. Yeah. Your body yeah. is yep. not a yep. scrapbook. Strategically place your tattoos so that they make sense, and when your skin droops, it still makes sense. That's all I'm asking. So I've come across <laughs> a list, and I know Mark has been doing this as well. The funniest tweets from parents mm-hmm. this week. Are you ready for these? <laughs> here they are. At unfiltered mama says, my toddler had a meltdown. I finally got her to use her words, and she told me she doesn't like the floor. So, yeah. Happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Rod LaCroix says, idea, a scared straight program, but for people thinking of becoming parents, where they have to wake teenagers up for school. <laughs> I kind of like it. Boot camp, right? You think you want to procreate? <laughs> at G Fish and Nuggets says, I think I missed the chapter in the parenting books. Where it said that I would one day have to patiently wait for a stuffed monkey to take a pretend pee while I was running late. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. At least there's a stuffed monkey you can see. Sometimes they're invisible. Yeah. At CH Happiness says, my kids look like angels when they're sleeping. And then they wake up and ransack the place like raccoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feral yep. children. Uh, at Mommy Meme Jeans says, you can be a calm, rational person who doesn't rage eat potato chips before 10 a.m., or you could be a parent of a children doing online school. You cannot be both. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I feel your all's frustration. At Mommy Memoirs says, my self-care time these days looks a lot like me lying on the floor while my three-year-old does a high-impact circus routine on my back. Mm-hmm. Take a massage to any way you can get it. And Snarky Mama 78 says, parenting, where one minute you feel like you'll explode from how much you love them, and the next, you're screaming at them to stop to stop ice skating on their own pee. Yeah. Yeah. Snarky mama. Yeah. I feel you. So those were the, the best mm-hmm. tweets mm-hmm. from this week. I, I thought those were mm-hmm. pretty solid. A couple celebrity headlines that we can hit really quick. Did you hear about The Rock? He has, he has the Rona. No. The Rock, Rock has and, the Rona. And Rock, his, Rock has Rona. Rock That's has bad. Rona. Um, his family... His wife, Lauren, and two young daughters all tested positive about three weeks ago. Only mild symptoms, but the illness was much harder on him and his wife, he says. But he's passed but, it. Uh, We're it does sound him. like that they are going Lord's to be gonna, okay. Lord's going to shine favorably on us here in America for once. Misty, <laughs> to keep rock. yesterday we talked about Ed Sheeran and his baby name. Mm-hmm. I don't know, if, Natalie, you heard about this. Ed Sheeran has a yeah. new, new baby. Right. Lyra Antarctica. So they think that the baby name was inspired by a cruise he took with his wife. So the sources revealed the couple took a cruise to Antarctica in late December, about eight months before her birth. So, so they're they thinking think that she maybe was procreated on said ship well, <laughs> in Antarctica, <laughs> right? Uh, now that uh, it says eight months, so I don't know. I don't know, but yep. Um, Dancing with the Stars full season twenty nine lineup. Carol Baskin, she's going to be on there from Tiger King. Chriselle Stouse of Selling Sunset. I don't know. Do you watch that on HGTV? My daughter watches it. Okay. Yeah. Vernon Davis from the NFL. 
Uh, it might be. I don't know. Uh, cheer coach Monica Aldama, Jeannie Mai of The Real, Nelly, uh, Desperate Housewives alum Jesse Metcalf, Catfish star Nev Schulman, Disney darling Sky Jackson uh, are some of the ones that are going to be in there. And then Backstreet Boy A.J. McLean. Wow. Hmm. I knew like three of those people. Yeah, I, I, two, well, I'm you're better you than guys, I'm so. like two, and that's it. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are signing a huge multi-year Netflix deal. Okay. Oh. Bring the So rails. under their new multi-year deal at Netflix, the couple will make documentaries, feature films, scripted television shows, and children's series. Oh, I was hoping, like, following with the camera, like, you yeah. know. Like a reality yeah, like, yeah, like um, Ozzy and Sharon, right? It would be interesting watching yes. them because I, they're in America now. I think, well, you can there. watch The Crown, and then you can tune into their reality show, like was what I was thinking. And then Robin Thicke's fiancé mm-hmm. is expecting their third child oh, together. So okay. April Love. Right. You may want to talk to Starkey, Gary. Mama. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and Did you hear those tweets? <laughs> you, do you not have Twitter? <laughs> and Celebrity Family Feud. I don't, I'd forgotten that this was a thing. Weezer is going to battle Fallout Boy for a charity on a primetime mm. special. On September the 20th. My daughter loves Fallout Boy. And Weezer's good, too. Kind of both from that same era. Weezer's a little older. But uh, that'll be on September 20th at 7 p.m. if that interests you. I love Family Feud. We got, I like Family Feud. I do, too. It's good. Steve Harvey's funny. we got to get to a break. We'll come back with more here on In the Know. I've been to South Africa. My point to ponder for today, what product has gone down in quality as the price has gone up? Oh, I can tell you there's food in sit-down restaurants. The food quality has diminished as the price has gone up. I could name a couple that I won't. I have the perfect answer for this. Okay. The cell phone screen. Oh, yeah? I mean, you think think those old Nokia's? You could run over that with a semi truck and it yeah. would be okay. <laughs> well, so but now, now this, I drop it from. I could drop mm-hmm. it right now and it'd probably shatter the screen if I didn't have a screen protector on. Well, that's why, because they had the opportunity to sell you some upsell. Yeah, you. well, well so, yes, yeah. but but still, I think yeah. that that's my that's my answer. Yeah. Natalie, do you have one? Something that went down in quality. I can but, tell you uh, the the cars. So the new cars, cars are made yeah. of metal. Mm-hmm. They're made of. Um, I think it's a fiberglass material. Yeah. I'm trading. We talk about that time. a lot. That. My daughter yeah. had um, a car, an, an, eight, an 18 model, and my daughter had the 14 model, the, the sisters, okay? So when the sister with the 14 model upgraded her car, the daughter with the 18 model said her 14 model drives way better than my 18 model. Mm-hmm. I want it, and we sold the 18 model, and she mm-hmm. kept the 14 model. Natalie is our guest co-host from the Grayson County Extension Office. What's going on at the Extension Office that we need to know about? Well, we've got a couple of things going on. Um, ma, the most recent thing that has happened with us is we started our lead with extension um, for the chamber classes yesterday. Um, and we talked about conflict management and dealing, understanding and dealing with conflict in the workplace. So I felt like that was a really good, we had a good kickoff. I think we had about 15 people that attended. So our next um, lead class with the chamber will be October the 13th, which is a Tuesday at 12, and we'll be talking about listening and inquiring okay. um, as it relates to the workplace. Uh, September 15th, um, Whitney will be doing Women in, women in Agriculture Leadership, or uh, yeah, w- Women in Ag with Leadership. So we're going to do kind of a mini-series of the lead classes, um, but with Women in Ag 
kind of in mind. So Whitney will be leading that, and I'll be kind of helping her with that. Um, September 28th, we have the Alzheimer's program, the Know the Ten Signs, um, which I talked about on Monday, um, a really informative program talking about the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia and really what to look for and when is it time to go to a doctor and maybe start talking about uh, talking about treatment. So that's September the 28th via Zoom. At 6 o'clock, you can call the Extension Office to sign up for that program. We'll get you all the information that you need. And in October, Quit, uh, Whitney and I will be doing a Q&A on gardening and food preservation. So send that's your questions in to the Extension Office, and we will answer those on that video. So okay. if anyone needs any information, more information, they want to know more, how can they – what's the phone number for the extension Give office? Give us a call down on Commerce Drive at uh, 270-259-3492. And then I was driving past your new building the other day, and it's coming, coming along. It yes. is. So it is. Is there an ETA? No, we're just saying spring 2021. Um, okay. There's no – there's still or who knows. But no. I mean, <laughs> Rona. at the same time, that'll be here before you know it. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're on track right now. So we're we're looking at, at March, April ish, maybe May of next year. So we'll see. Hopefully, it'll stop raining and they can exactly. get some more work done. Yeah. On TV tonight, Big Brother on CBS. Uh, no, 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 not interested. I know no. Christie's big into Big used Brother. To. Not, uh, I used to be. To tell the truth, the season five finale. Speaking of game shows, uh, Bob Saget going to be on there. Uh, Doctor Pinkle Popper. Pimple Popper. Pimple Popper. Oh, Pimple. Yeah. Pinkle yeah. Popper. Yeah. Dr. Pimple Popper, before the pop series premiere on TLC. I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. Um, I know people like that, but uh, not, not my cup of tea. Highlight in history for today on this date in 1838, Frederick Douglass, a black man, boarded a train in the slave state of Maryland dressed as a sailor with, a, with borrowed ID papers. So he ended up transferring the train to New York City which was also a free city, and he became one of the strongest abolitionists. That was on this date in 1838, and now he has a high school named after him in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Uh, other history for today on this date in 1783, the Revolutionary War ended. On this date in 1939, Britain's Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain announced the declaration of war against Germany. On this date in 1954, the Lone Ranger was heard on the radio for the final time after nearly 3,000 episodes. On this date in 1970, Vince Lombardi, legendary coach of the Green Bay Packers, died in Washington, D.C. He was 57 years old. On this date in 1977, the final broadcast of the Mary Tyler Moore show aired. On this date in 1991, a French judge closed a two-year inquiry into the car crash that killed Princess Diana. On this date in 2005, Supreme Court Chief Justice William Rehnquist died of thyroid cancer. On this date in 2008, Vice Presidential Candidate Sarah Palin introduced herself to Republican delegates at the Republican National Convention. And on this date five years ago today, Kim Davis was jailed in in Rowan County five years ago. So she was jailed for refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Five years ago? Yep. We got Kim Davis? In in Rowan County, Kentucky. Uh, Birthdays. Gone but not forgotten. Ferdinand Porsche, the auto designer, born in the state in 1875. And I think there was one more, maybe not. Uh, birthdays, Mort Walker, cartoonist, was it turns 97 today. Uh, turning 55 today, Charlie Sheen. Well, cocaine and hookers to you. <laughs> turning 40 today, Jenny Finch, she's a softball player. And turning 34, Sean White, the, oh, so, the snowboard. Yeah. 
34 I years love old. watching him. He's the hair. It's so But he's cool cut the hair, hasn't he? Yeah. Has I think he? he's cut the hair. I, I think he has. I haven't seen yeah. him since the Olympics last Chart time, toppers. So. Misty, I'm going to be nice again, and we'll <laughs> skip the 40s and go right to the 50s. I don't know. That's very nice, but okay. Maybe. We'll see. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock. Bill Haley, who's number one on this date? Eight o'clock, rock. Ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, We're going to rock around. You're not a fan of Bill Haley in his comments? It's just one of those that it's always. I grew up knowing this song because it was in lots of movies. So for me, it's not a radio song; it's a movie theme song or you know a soundtrack song. So we'll jump up to sixty-four now. All right. The Animals were number one with House of the Rising Sun. I could listen to this song all day. I love this song. Yeah, I like this song. I love this song. I appreciate it when it gets covered on American Idol, but other than that, it's like, I appreciate it. I'm not in love with it. Like, I could listen to it. Do you just want me to skip up to 1982? Uh, Whatever. We'll see. Not everything was good in the 80s. I mean, this one's this one's pretty good. Um, maybe we did have jelly shoes. <laughs> that we, was a yeah. lose lose. Uh, so this is this will be 1982. Um, <laughs> after we decide that uh, you know advertisements have to decide that they want to play in the middle of the show, so we just have to kill time until we can jump into it and go. Survivor was number one on this date in 1982 with Eye of the Tiger. Again, I go, I go to Rocky, right? Like, oh, yeah. It was my high school theme song. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Sprague County, yeah. It's their school song. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, Misty, we have time for one more. Or Natalie, I'll let you choose. 1991, 2009, or 2018? What do you want? 2009. 2009. Oh, we're going to get so, into Katy Perry. So we're skipping. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we're skipping. <laughs> we step into some Katy Perry. It's over. This is Natalie's Natalie. college days. <laughs> We are skipping Brian Adams, I Do It For You, oh. which was number one in 1991. Yeah. Out of the Robin Hood me- uh, movie. And we're going to jump into 2008. Maybe. The Black Eyed Peas were number one. Oh. <laughs> you missed out on 2018. Maroon 5 was number one with Girls Like You. Yeah. So. We were going to win Really? You're not Brian a Brian Adams? Adams? Okay, I was going to say, I thought... We walked into yes. the, my wedding reception to this song. Okay. Did you? Yeah. So there, yeah. there's some this good nostalgia okay. there. Right. Natalie, appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, and I'm sure that you'll be back here at some point yes. over the next couple of weeks. And I seem <laughs> to have misplayed, misplaced my, my pearl of wisdom. Here it is. I found it. Be the reason someone believes in the goodness of people. Yeah. Amen. Be the reason someone believes in the goodness of people. That is my pearl of wisdom for today. And that wraps up our show. We'll see you back here tomorrow. So for Misty Thomas and for Natalie Tall, I'm Uncle Sam Gormley. And now you're in the know.